Heather Duplessy-Allen. The Australian election didn't just bring a new Prime Minister and a governing party. As we've discussed, the rise of the teal independence, meaning the Blue-Greens, has become the main storyline in Aussie's election. Simon Banks is the former Chief of Staff to Kevin Rudd. Afternoon, Simon. Hi, Heather. Were you surprised by the teal candidate's success? Look, I wasn't surprised that uh, they had some success, but I think the extent of their success was... uh, probably a little bit unexpected. I mean, at the start of the campaign, I thought they might have won one or two seats. By getting towards the end of the campaign, I thought it might be three or four. But the fact we're now looking at, you know, five or six seats uh, won by them is a you know, pretty good result from their perspective. The story has been that it's been a, a climate election, right? But that, these women, I mean, I note that they're all women. They all ran on three planks, being gender, integrity and climate. Can we actually say it was a climate issue? Well, our climate was part part of it, but it was really, I guess, about a, a view amongst um, a, a body of voters that the government was holding the country back and not progressing on the issues that they cared about, uh, that they just weren't being listened to and respected. And if you put that across each of those three issues, it's exactly the same dynamic. They're just, uh, I guess, a different focus depending on the individual voter about which one of those three was more important to them. But as a collective, I said they sent a message which was, you're not listening to us, we want you to change, you need to change. Do, do you think that anything, let's, let's deal with the climate aspect of it, right? Here in New Zealand, climate always comes in and it never makes the top 10 issues that people actually care about. So do you think having these women having come in on a climate platform, at least to some extent, that they can actually affect any change? Look, I think they will, but I also think just the election of the uh, Albanese government will do that. I mean, the, the reality is, is effectively we've had uh, a decade where climate action has been sort of delayed and frustrated. It doesn't mean that some things haven't happened. It's just that it's tr- the current government's tried to sort of drag it out and make it as slow as possible. And also they haven't really given the community the information about what's really happening with climate change. What impacts is it actually having, not just in the environment, but out in the economy? And I think what you're going to see is a very fundamental change from the Albanese government, which I think will be sort of supercharged by these teal candidates, is we're going to get a, a much more open flow of information to the community about you know, the economic costs of not acting on climate change, understanding the health impacts. As I'm sure uh, you know, Kiwis well and truly understand, you know, our relations with Pacific and foreign policy, national security and Defence. There are really significant implications that flow from not taking action on climate change, and I think it's going to supercharge all of those debates. Um, Albanese, was he actually somebody that everybody... I think I know the answer to this question, but I feel like I've got to ask you anyway, Simon, because you're over there. Was he actually <laughs> somebody that people really liked, or was he just not Scott Morrison? Well, I think in fairness, the first thing is he was not Scott Morrison. I mean, if there was one thing that united people, whether they were Labor voters, Teal voters, Green voters... Um, even a lot of the uh, the right wing parties, so the you know the Clive Palmer United Australia Party or Pauline Hanson um, voters, was that they had a pretty common dislike of Scott Morrison. So I still think that was the number one issue. I think the issue for for Albanese is that even though he'd been around in politics for a long time. As he would tell you himself, he'd never really sort of aspired to the top job. It was really only in recent years that he kind of 
came to that calling, if you like, uh, from his own political involvement. So for some voters, there still was a big task to sort of introduce uh, him to them and for them to get to know him better. But as you've probably seen, you know, he's got the ultimate log cabin story. I mean, he grew up, you know, in housing commission housing with a single mum who was, you know, very sick. He had to look after her. He was, you know, one of the lucky generation of Australians to, you know, get to free university uh, over here and then to go on and be a success in life. So he does have a fantastic sort of backstory. And I know that as Australians got to learn more about him, uh, the more that they liked him as the campaign uh, went on. But I can't deny that um, those negative views about Scott Morrison were without doubt the most powerful force in this election. Yeah, looks like it. Simon, thank you. Simon Banks, former Chief of Staff to Kevin Rudd.